Here we go, episode number 11 of the Kevin Rook Show. Today, I had a chance to chat with Daniel Berezovsky of Smiles. Now, Smiles is probably one of the easiest ways to earn Bitcoin. Uh, Daniel's the co-founder there, um, and they let you earn Bitcoin for things like walking, just like literally walking down the street. Um, you can play chess and earn Bitcoin. You can do shopping and earn Bitcoin. They have a few different products available right now. Um, and we talked a lot about how Lightning is going to be integrated into some of these verticals. So into health, into gaming, uh, into retail and shopping experiences. Um, we also covered some of the important implications of uh, things like Cash App integrating Lightning, which happened last night. Um, we talked about some of the applications that Daniel finds most interesting in the Lightning space today. Overall, a great conversation on all sorts of Lightning topics. If you have questions during the show, open up Fountain or download it on the App Store if you haven't, if you ha if you don't use it today. Um, go listen to this podcast on Fountain. Load your wallet with a few sats, and when you have questions, shoot them off, send them to me. I will read them and I will answer them at the end of the show in the Lightning Round. Um, with that, I hope you enjoy the show and uh, looking forward to seeing your questions in the Lightning Round. Daniel, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me on the show today. Hey, Kevin. Um, Smiles is a really cool app. I've been using it for a little while. It's probably one of the easiest ways to earn Bitcoin that I've found to date. Um, talk to me a little bit about what Smiles is and why you decided to build it. Right. So again, thanks for being on your show. Really happy to be here. Um, so I guess maybe I can tell a bit of the background story originally, how it started and how we came up with Smiles. Um, maybe you've heard of the Bitcoin Lightning Conference and the first uh, Lightning Conference, which actually happened, uh, was in Berlin and at the end of 2019. And so my dad, Igor, went to that conference and, and it was uh, really a, a niche event. There weren't too many people, but it was extremely exciting. They were all very passionate and uh, some people paid with beer for Lightning. So it was, uh, he came back and was really enthusiastic about it. And um, so we were really thinking about, you know, what kind of use cases can we build around that, which can see mass adoption. And because it was the first time something, you know, you, you would hear of Bitcoin being scalable outside of the store value or, you know, digital gold. So, um, yeah, and we came up with SMILES. SMILES stands for Satoshi Miles, uh, where we give people Bitcoin for their steps for walking. And on top of that, so because we try to lower the barrier to the bare minimum, literally, you just have to walk. Uh, inside Smiles, you're kind of, uh, you, you open the universe of other ways to earn Bitcoin, which is mainly shopping and games. And we have chess, where people get rewarded for their mental fitness. You get rewarded for your physical fitness by doing steps, and you can earn Bitcoin for shopping as well. That's very cool. Um, I... I want to dig into all those components, um, but maybe to start off, do you have any frameworks for thinking about how you compare different or how you choose which ways people can earn sats or should earn sats? Like there's walking, there's chess, and there's shopping right now. Right. And I know you guys are working on other stuff. Um, the three immediately don't seem to be like obviously correlated, right? Right. Um, so like, how, how do you think about what a user should be rewarded for and how to get more sats in people's hands? Yeah. So we really realized that, um, 
we have to lower the barrier to entry as low as possible. And uh, for us, that was steps. We wanted to motivate people to be healthy. And, uh, you know, there's tons of studies out there by, you know, the Mayo Clinic and many other research facilities. And it turns out if you can motivate people just to get to 10,000 steps a day, um, basically every parameter, every important health metric uh, improves. So the risk of death uh, significantly lowers you. People sleep better. They don't get, uh, you know, anxiety, depression lowers. And if you have diabetes, uh, that improves your condition. So how can you improve? How can you get people to move? People are lazy and they don't really want to move. So we really, for us, it was obvious that uh, if you can pay them a small incentive in Bitcoin, uh, we can get them to move. And our thesis actually proved correctly, uh, which was important. So um, we see indeed sometimes when we increase Bitcoin rewards rate for for their steps, uh, people indeed walk more. So that was huge for us. Um, and that is also like kind of a daily metric to get or, you know, engagements incentive to get back into smiles just to, you know, log your steps and get the sats. Right. So for, for anyone who hasn't used smiles before, mm -hmm. talk to me, walk me through exactly what's required to earn sats for walking. Cause that, cause on the surface, that seems like an incredible, like, it's, it's like a no-brainer, right? Like, right? Why would you not do that? If you're just walking, you're walking every day, why not earn sets? Exactly. I, so I mean, why would you walk for free? Exactly how someone, yeah, how, how does someone do it? So they go download Smiles. What do they have to do to, to get set up there? Right. So it's very simple. You just uh, go in the App Store, look for Smiles, and or Smiles Bitcoin, earn Bitcoin. We come up uh, you know, usually first. And um, just download the app, sign up with your email, and get walking. So... And then immediately after you open Smiles, after you walk, you will see a green animation. It says how many sats you've earned for your steps. And, you know, funnily enough, our users call it proof of walk, um, you know, which we kind of adopted. We love that idea. Uh, so proof of work, proof of walk, it's, uh, it goes well together. And uh, that's it. Yeah. So that's how they come in contact with Bitcoin. And I think one of the most interesting things is very often for the first time, users come in contact with Bitcoin with Smiles. And for sure, for the first time with Lightning. So we onboard lots of Lightning users as well. And once they're inside Smiles, um, they discover that they can play chess. They see a fortune wheel. They see that they can shop and earn Bitcoin cashback. So kind of the steps part is an entry gateway to a universe of earning Bitcoin. Right. And, you know, that's an interesting angle, the steps, because I, I imagine there's, you know, when you're talking about like the health benefits of it. I imagine there are people in the world and companies, institutions that, that would benefit tremendously if they could incentivize people to get healthier. Yeah. Insurers, health insurance comes to mind as a, as a first kind of like, you know, potential uh, counterparty to work with on this. Have you, kind of, have you guys thought about how to kind of like keep people directly accountable for how many steps they're walking and like, um, tie it in with some of the other services that could that could like improve their lives and um stuff like that yeah so that's a very good question so we had actually health insurances and other health tech players reach out to us uh because for them it's uh you know if they can incentivize people to walk and reduce claims um you know that's huge for them because you know even one claim a year to an insurance is you know sometimes thousands of dollars or more and it's a huge industry in the u.s it's a trillion dollar industry a year 
and globally it's uh, I think approaching three trillion. So obviously, if health insurances can motivate their users to walk more, uh, there will be less claims and people will be healthy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we see all kinds of sy synergies there. Um, I think we've proven our case that people walk more when they get uh, incentivized with Bitcoin, and uh, so we are definitely open for you know some kinds of all kinds of health collaborations or fitness brands, et cetera, who want to really incentivize people to be healthy. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be really cool if I could, you know, get half off health insurance if I prove that I'm, you know, walking 10,000 steps a day, or if I'm, you know, maybe, maybe get a discount on a gym membership. If it, if I prove that I'm showing up every day and that I'm going to be like a engaged member of a community, right. I think there's a, there's a lot of really interesting possibilities to build on there. Um, yeah, but that's an interesting starting point. Um, talk to me a little bit about the, the other applications right now on smile. So you can walk mm -hmm. and that's kind of like an entry gateway mm -hmm. talking about chess and the kind of gaming aspect, um, and where you see that headed. Yeah. So we thought about, uh, physical fitness and mental health fitness. And so my dad, Igor, he is an international chess master. And, um, really? basically, yeah, that's, uh, how, uh, but my, we basically decided to integrate chess. Um, people can solve chess puzzles and play against a chess AI. And if they win or solve the puzzle successfully, they get a tiny reward in Bitcoin. So, um, and we see actually surprisingly a lot of engagement there. Um, I think it definitely surprised me, uh, to see that, you know, it's actually one of the most popular features on smiles aside from steps that people actually play chess and get those, uh, little sats rewards for solving puzzles or playing chess. So for us, physical fitness and mental fitness uh, was kind of uh, went well together. And we decided to integrate chess as the first important game on smiles, but there will be others to follow. Yeah. And, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about getting people on board um, to smiles, mm -hmm. what do you think is the hardest part right now? Because all this, all this stuff you're saying right now sounds like, you know, if I'm a chess player, like, why am I not earning sats for that? Right. If I'm already playing chess on, on some mobile app, like, why am I not making money? If I'm, if I'm already walking, why am I not making money? What are the challenges for you guys? What are the hardest parts of onboarding new users? Uh, so we definitely had uh, some technical things to solve where we are able to scale to, uh, you know, a significant number of users. Uh, but uh, so far it's all of our growth and it's been growing every month since we launched has been organic. And uh, I think so for sure that in this time period of the year, we will start uh, with marketing efforts more aggressively and uh, try to onboard as many users as we can. And um, yeah, so this is, this is definitely key to get people actually to sign up to smiles. And once they sign up, uh, they actually use it. Yeah. Now, is there, in your mind, is there a sweet spot for how many sats you have to give away for someone to be excited enough for them to participate, for them to engage? Um, because I think right now when I go walking, I, I can earn up to 21 sats mm -hmm. a day. Um, typically, I, I'm not very good at chess. I've played a few of the mm -hmm. chess games. I don't think I've won a single game, <laughs> uh, but I've gotten a couple sats here and there from okay. playing. Um, how do you think about what the correct amount is to get someone engaged and to keep them engaged. Right. So that's a very good question because we've experimented with 
different uh, you know reward tiers. Um, in the beginning, we were giving uh, 100 sats, and then we lowered it because the price of Bitcoin increased, and uh, we, we tried to adjust. Um, you know, surprisingly, um, I think the speed spot process, you know, the base of 21 sats, uh, I guess we can, we can definitely increase it. Uh, that's one part. And the second part is we noticed that, or that's one feature which actually we'll be rolling out soon, is um, if users hit 10,000 steps every day, we give additional rewards. So um, if you hit 10,000 steps, especially multiple days in a row, so our most active and healthy users will be re rewarded most. Yeah, that's, so that's our focus for now. And uh, the speed spot is for us at least 21 sets, but it can, up, it can go up more. Yeah. And is, how do you guys think about like preventing like fraud or, or spam or bots or from, you know, gaming the system? Because I imagine if you're, if you're using like uh, Apple's kind of health tracker to see how many steps you're doing, is it possible for someone to come in and just pretend to be a human and not actually walk? Yeah, so uh, that's a very important consideration uh, because indeed, you know, we had some users who were sending us fake data, fake steps, et cetera. And we have actually, uh, you know, built up our security system significantly since we started because in the beginning, we didn't think it would be that big of a problem, but quickly it became clear that, you know, a small percentage of users, uh, once you give out free Bitcoin, basically, um, people will, you know, try to exploit it in so many ways. So we have ramped out our, our ramped out our security, and uh, it's. I'm, I cannot say that it's one hundred percent certain that we can guarantee every step is accurate, but uh, as long as uh, from our side it looks uh, very organic, and you know, every time we spot something where we see fake data or where anything is really suspicious, we usually uh, just block the user. Right, makes sense. Um... Now, imagine a world where everyone is doing this. Everyone is playing a game to earn sats. Everyone is walking to earn sats. Everyone is shopping, earning sats. How big of a market is this? Like, how do you think about framing the addressable opportunity here? Um, so I think there's, because Smiles is at the intersection of a couple different markets, we look at it uh, from from kind of multiple angles. So the first one is, sure. uh, you know, we look at it as uh, we are part of a rewards uh, ecosystem where, you know, all, all, there are all kinds of rewards apps which give you rewards for different things. Uh, even, you know, airline miles, if you fly with an airline or uh, if you shop at Walmart or you buy something from Starbucks and you get those points. But um, every single one of those loyalty programs actually tries to kind of trick users into not getting the full value of what they're actually buying. So with sats or with Bitcoin, that's not the case because if you own one sat, it never expires, right? So it's, uh, there is no expiry. You cannot inflate it. Uh, you cannot add more. One Satoshi is one Satoshi. So for, for us, uh, you know, one key market is uh, loyalty or rewards. Um, then we are at, at the intersection of, you know, health because of the steps part. And um, yeah, so for us, we are we, we see ourselves as kind of at the intersection of multiple markets, and uh, so for sure we believe that Bitcoin will eat away from the rewards industry. Uh, it's currently at around two hundred billion a year, and uh, Bitcoin will be uh, you know substantially better. 
plus um you know if you're getting rewards as dollar cashbacks etc um you know you never know how many dollars are going to be printed today so obviously if you have something deflationary like bitcoin uh you have a huge advantage and i think bitcoin is going to really dominate uh, in this space yeah and i guess rewards are also not only are they a good market for bitcoin to tackle but specifically they're a great market for lightning mm -hmm. because they tend to come in smaller amounts like you don't hear of many people getting rewarded for you know ten thousand bucks a day or something it's not like these m massive payments that you know you would use like a wire transfer for mm -hmm. uh, in the fiat world it's it's most often gonna be like these smaller payments right like your coupon at the grocery store or your your discount uh, or your airline miles or whatever it is right exactly yeah they tend to be smaller ones yeah. um so how do you think about um you know when you're tackling some of these big markets, mm -hmm. do you think that the traditional companies in the markets are your big competitors? Do you think there are competitors within the lightning ecosystem? How do you, how do you view competition, I guess? Uh, so we don't view, you know, incumbents as uh, real competition because first of all, you know, they're way too small. They have, uh, you know, the, uh, sorry, they're they're way too big. They're not going to be able, uh, you know, to quickly execute on a thesis like we are doing, uh, in our view. And um, so, in terms of big existing, you know, running apps or health apps or rewards apps, they're probably going to be sticking to what they're doing uh, because that's a business model they know. They know how you know they're creating points or or fake points, uh, you know. And uh, you know, if if they're happy with it, they should do it. Uh, for us, we are, we are, our whole backend is built on Lightning. So just to replicate that is going to be extremely difficult. And in terms of, on the other side, in terms of Bitcoin companies or Lightning companies, um, we think many of these players are focused really on one niche. And they're so narrow uh, that um, they're just focused on one specific use case. And on Smiles, just because we are lowering you know, the entry barrier so low, uh, that uh, you just have to walk, and once you open Smiles, you see that there are so many other ways to earn Bitcoin. So if somebody thinks of, you know, where can I earn Bitcoin today, what should come to mind is Smiles. Right. And now, you you, you mentioned a few of the easy ways to earn Bitcoin. Now, mm -hmm. you mentioned there's going to be more in the future. Can you can you share any details on like what you think some of those new emerging use cases could look like? Yeah. Uh, so I can share a little bit of our roadmap here. Uh, definitely what we'll be building out uh, and we'll be launching it pretty soon is um, where you'll be able to challenge your friend for SATs uh, and see who has walked more steps. So basically, um, for example, you and I, we see we submit to a challenge and we everybody commits 500 or 1,000 SATs or more. And uh, Smiles keeps track of how many steps we walk every day. And at the, the end of the challenge, so at the end of the seven days, uh, there's a winner and uh, the winner gets the whole pot. So we have, we, we are integrating these social dynamics. We're able to challenge your friend for sats and inside smiles actually, you know, kind of uh, motivate each other to walk more because nobody, even if it's 500 sats or hundred sats, nobody wants to lose against their friend. And especially, you know, yeah. especially if they can walk more. So, uh, you know, we want to create these competitive dynamics inside Smiles. And, uh, uh, yeah, we are kind of excited for that part. 
I wonder if you could also like almost keep people accountable by having people lock up funds in, I mean, maybe this, this might be met with a bit of pushback, but I think it would be an interesting idea or, or an experiment worth considering to see if you could almost like have someone voluntarily deposit funds. Right. Maybe I say, you know, I'm on my new year's resolution. I want to get fit and I want to work out every single day for the month. I can deposit <laughs> some funds, lock them up and smiles can it, either. If I, if I'm not working out, if I'm not following my steps, maybe you slash the funds or take them or whatever. Right. Um, but if I do work out and I succeed, you can almost hit me with a, a bonus, just like a, a give back on, on the amount I earn it. Yeah. That, could it, be an interesting role. It's very funny. You're mentioning it. We actually discussed it, uh, in one of, uh, you know, the recent meetings and, uh, maybe we will roll out a feature like that, but it's a very interesting psychological process where you're kind of committing to yourself and challenging yourself. So you're locking up your funds and if you win, you know, you get a bonus. Um, and if not the, the company or you're taking this ad, so you, you actually don't want to lose against, you know, a company too. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a very interesting, interesting, I think, play here. Yeah. I think that could be a fun one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of, in terms of the company's growth so far, I know you guys have, when did you guys launch actually? Was it yeah, this so, year? Uh, so we had, um, so now we're already in 2022. We basically launched at the very yeah. end of 2020. And so we, we are just, uh, to, to make it simpler, uh, we, we launched in 2021. Uh, so we had over 12 months now of uh, being live on the apps on Google Play. And okay. uh, be, right. before that, we had a limited beta the re release where some users were able to sign up and give us initial feedback. So it was a small cohort of people, uh, really usually uh, lightning enthusiasts. Uh, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's... Uh, publicly be launched in 2021. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause you guys kind of burst onto the scene in the last few months. Um, can you talk to me about some of the interesting metrics or, or any, anything you guys are comfortable sharing in terms of like growth and metrics and stuff like that, um, for just to give people a sense of like how quickly people are onboarding to smiles and how, how people are kind of finding it to earn stats. Sure. Uh, so usually we onboard users organically. So it's either by friend referrals or they just find us, uh, on Twitter and other social platforms, uh, sometimes from blog posts. And, um, in terms of specific growth, uh, I can send it, say maybe percentage wise, which is about, uh, uh, 20 to 15 to 30% a month, depending on the month. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of our growth rate at the moment. And we think we can grow even more than that. Yeah. Are you seeing any, like when El Salvador mm -hmm. announced their Bitcoin law, um, now just yesterday we had uh, Square get Cash App announced that they are going to be integrating Lightning. Maybe that's a bit too early to tell, but have you seen in like past catalyst moments an uptick in growth yeah. or, or has it been pretty steady over time? I, I think it, so the surprising thing for us was we saw, well, of course, uh, most users from the U S but we saw lots of demand from Korea. So there were lots of Korean users, which we actually initially didn't expect. And, uh, they just, uh, came, I guess, uh, you know, f through friend referrals and, um, through recommendations, but, uh, for some reason, Korea was very strong. And, uh, in terms of specific moments, 
so I guess it's been more steady in that, you know, there wasn't something like uh, Bitcoin grew or Bitcoin crashed and uh, suddenly we gain tons of users. Uh, I think contrary to that, uh, when, when uh, you know, no matter the Bitcoin price, we keep onboarding new users. People just want to get more Bitcoin. Um, so from that perspective, I think that's really interesting. And um, in terms of one specific catalyst, so that hasn't really happened for us. Yeah, so pretty steady over time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it makes sense that people are, people want to earn Bitcoin and people are going to be finding you um, through friends and, you know, finding easy ways to get more of it. Um, this, the idea of Smiles um, kind of meets this play to earn business model that I've seen in a lot of gaming companies, mm -hmm. right? Especially with your chest. Um, do you guys consider yourself play to earn? Do you like that term? What What do you think about that whole kind of business model? Uh, so play turn, I think the whole idea of earning something for playing is great. So, um, you know, back in the days, World of Warcraft and other games, you, you were able actually to collect, you know, win digital items and uh, digital currency, but that was always trapped inside the ecosystem. You could never actually take, you know, your gold out of World of Warcraft or of any other game and use it anywhere else. So anytime you actually, you know, created some value in a game, it was always trapped there. And um, until basically Bitcoin and Lightning specifically, you weren't uh, able to, you know, really pull out the value of you earn. So play turn is great in my opinion. And on our on the other side, we have move turn, right? So on Smiles where you or walk to earn, and so we 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 see this new realm where people actually are, are able to monetize some of the data or the value they're creating uh, is um, transformational and lightning in my opinion is uh, really the best way to do to do that now for the companies that are not on board with play to earn yet mm -hmm. you think there eventually becomes a point where you know if i'm if i'm nintendo or if i'm like some traditional gaming company and i have not enabled play to earn and, and and all of a sudden some of the some of the games and features outside in the broader lightning space get pretty good um get to the point where users may start to uh shift towards those applications do you think that pushes everyone to move to this play to earn model like do you think it's possible to if this if this sees significant adoption to remain play to not earn or play to earn in this like locked in economy. Mm. Do you think it, it transitions everyone to Bitcoin or, or how, how will that competitive dynamic kind of play out? Uh, no, that's also a very good question. So um, in my view, um, you just have to look at what young people are doing. And if you look at teenagers and uh, you know, people who are under 20, uh, for them, it's completely normal to play Fortnite or uh, any you know other game and actually earn or earn something in the game right? or you know they're probably actually earning the currency or buying a digital item and to them actually you know sometimes you know having or ho holding paper currency is already something you know like uh, a vinyl or you know actually vinyls have a comeback maybe that's not the, uh, the best example but uh, <laughs> um, you know what I mean so Everybody who is uh, who is still going to school or a young adult, uh, they're used to actually, you know, creating some value inside a game. And, you know, once they're seeing 
all kinds of other games where they're able to not only earn in-game currency, but something which they can use outside. Um, that's, I think, uh, you know, businesses will realize that quickly. Once they see that it's, they can form a, a business model outside around that, um, they will they will try to build uh, specific games for that. Yeah, it's a matter of time. In my okay, opinion. if you had to guess, yeah, I don't know anyone knows the answer, but if you had to guess, is lightning going to be more transformational and important and fundamental to gaming or retail? Because we're seeing a lot of play to earn games. We're seeing a lot of rewarding people for shopping. Um, which is going to be more transformational from in, in your view? Um, so in my opinion, originally, uh, it might be retail uh, because that's where people are spending money or they're used to spend money, you know. So whether it's online or the physical store and, you know, get Bitcoin cash back on a Bitcoin cashback rewards credit card or online, um, that's going to be, and it is already, you know, kind of proving to be the first uh, use case for quickly, quickly getting on board uh, Lightning. And uh, so there are some interesting ways uh, where, you know, games, for example, Chess on Smiles um, and some other players, and uh, for sure they've been growing a lot, but uh, originally I think uh, retail is going to be bigger. And with time, I think once a, a really popular game integrates uh, Lightning, you know, you will see kind of an exponential curve, in my opinion. So mm. it's uh, it, it's probably a situation like uh, if Fortnite decides to uh, integrate Lightning or you know a game of that caliber, uh, that we will see an exponential growth curve for uh, for Lightning inside games. Yeah. And one thing, one thought I had on on the topic of gaming um, is: Will there ever be a open marketplace in, where where people can like trade back and forth these in-game assets? Like you mentioned a lot about about the things you can buy in Fortnite or in World of Warcraft or whatever whatever game it is. Um, a lot of these items are kind of closed in; you can't easily sell them or move them. Do you do you foresee a time where where there is like uh, marketplace where you can buy and sell in-game items in Bitcoin with a sats you're already earning in different games and quickly kind of move between different games with those items? Yeah, so I think there have been a couple experiments where companies were trying to do that. Um, and for sure, I think there will be some marketplaces where they will be trying to build bridges in between all kinds of different games where users will be able to extract the value or interchange it for you know value in another game. And in my opinion, um, Lightning could play a huge role there. So of course, uh, there are other, um, you know, in the whole broader crypto space, there are uh, other specific projects working in, in that kind of problem thinking. So they're trying to solve uh, that problem. I think Lightning is just universally great. And it's, it has clear value because it's Bitcoin. It's back, but it's, it is Bitcoin. So you don't have to explain people, you know, what's the value of a Bitcoin versus what's the value of a new, you know, in-game coin, which you can then trade on an exchange and then maybe get Bitcoin depending on the, you know, uh, depending on the liquidity. So with Bitcoin, that's not an issue. You have real value and people know that. So Lightning, yeah. uh, Lightning will play a significant role here as well. Yeah, it makes sense that if, if there is going to be a marketplace, it should be denominated in SATs, especially if every 
gaming company is rewarding sats for their users and and if if that's going to be the do you think that's going to be the main currency in gaming in the gaming world because i know there's a bunch of stuff happening on other chains there's the axie infinity has Mm -hmm. their own thing there's a few other other gaming projects out there do you think bitcoin and lightning will come to own gaming and kind of like dominate i think it will be one maybe the dominant but one of the most dominant uh, players for sure Uh, the thing is uh from from the perspective of of the company uh, they're actually not always, you know, trying to make something universally available and great for everybody. So they actually tend to focus on bringing the users in and locking them, trapping them in the ecosystem. So you, you will never actually, you know, go out and change for something else. And uh, that's kind of the incentive for companies. But uh, I think once companies see that actually users love to use the product because they earn real value, Bitcoin, uh, you know, once they, they can see that this is a feasible business model, they will actually do it. And uh, obviously, uh, Jack has been leading with, you know, on the social media side where, uh, he, you know, he had, uh, you have basically a direct lightning integration with Twitter and Cash App right now. Uh, so because, you know, this is proving to, to be working, people are tipping and sending sats on, on Twitter. Um, games will see or big game players obviously are watching very closely and uh, we'll see that you know, that's something they should definitely look at and maybe integrate. Yeah, it strikes me as like a really important feature to have interoperability. And it doesn't seem like the rest of the kind of crypto gaming or even even traditional gaming system has figured that out, how important interoperability could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems definitely like something uh, Bitcoiners are pioneering. So be interesting to see how that plays out. I agree. Um, okay. I want, I want to transition to talking a little bit about retail and the ways in which lightning is important to retail Mm -hmm. because, you know, in gaming right now it's, it's, you can earn sats for playing games, but in retail, there's a few different angles you can take here. Um, the other day I had, I guess a couple of weeks ago, I had John Carvalho on for episode eight of the Kevin Rook show. Um, he was talking a bit about enabling gift tokens on lightning. Mm -hmm kind of like gift cards, but on Lightning, uh, fixed redemption tokens um, that could be issued by merchants on Lightning. Um, you guys already have rewards on Lightning. Um, you know, Square or, or Blocks, I guess is now called, um, they have all these merchant uh, terminals, mm-hmm. point of sale, right? And we just saw uh, yesterday um, Cash App integrated Lightning. Yeah, I imagine it's not gonna be far uh, or, or much longer before the uh, the payment terminals for all of uh, the Blocks users, uh, Blocks merchants, before they can integrate Lightning. And then there's a whole new use case for Lightning. Like how, yeah, uh, what do you think about that whole like retail opportunity for Lightning? What do you think the most important component is? Yeah, in, in my opinion, this is huge. So once I saw the news that, uh, in, you know, Square decided to integrate uh, Lightning into their terminals. I think this this will be one of the you know pivoting moments, one of the most important things, which uh, you know have for sure happened recently. <laughs> recently, um, and uh, but that's mostly US. So you will have uh, similar pr- players in Europe, obviously watching very closely, and they see this this is viable, and I think it will prove out to be very uh, you know very important. Um, they will integrate it as well. 
and uh, people because uh, you know once people transact with with money, you know they're they're kind of used to receiving some kind of credit card rewards, even though it's not much. Uh, it's something they're used to, and because uh, you know this is so closely connected at the point of purchase, um, I think players will will basically want to integrate it where they can. And uh, it will be completely normal to get Bitcoin cashback on your purchases. And obviously, over time, uh, you know, Bitcoin will gain more value and the value will be very clear to users. It won't be something where they have to guess what's my what's the worth of my airline miles, what's the worth of, uh, you know, Starbucks points or, or this credit card. It's very clear. Bitcoin on Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. So in my opinion, this is going to be important. And over time, it's going to be growing tremendously once European players and global players are going to be integrating Lightning and at point of sale. Yeah, and it, and at that point, I guess I guess much of the um, value is is being stripped away from Visa, Mastercard, other payment processors, and that's kind of going to be the opportunity that two or three percent fee. Do you think that's that's roughly correct? Yeah, I think that's roughly correct. Uh, you also have, uh, I think, with smiles. So one of the things we are thinking about is, you know, how can we get to move people to retailers, and uh, you know, so they can collect Sats at physical locations. So naturally, um, for example, you could, uh, let's say, Starbucks, uh, for simplicity, could, uh, you know, put a hundred Sats or something like that, a coupon inside if you if you walk with smiles and claim it there. And once you're inside Starbucks, maybe you'll also grab coffee. And that's where they will actually make money. So you can incentivize people to actually go to a location with a very tiny incentive in Bitcoin. And uh, I think, in my opinion, the first big use case around that was uh, not with Bitcoin, but the first real one we saw was Pokemon Go, where uh, I'm, I'm not sure if um, you, uh, know that, you know that, but at the peak of uh, Niantic yeah. and Pokemon Go, uh, Niantic was paying, uh, was getting a million dollars a day by McDonald's just to lure customers to McDonald's location. So they were placing the Pokemon arenas, uh, you know, close to McDonald's locations. People would go there. And obviously, because they're collecting the Pokemons, uh, you know, why not actually also buy a Big Mac? Right. So wow. that's... Uh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, that can be transformational. So if with Smiles, we'll be... And so um, we're really working hard on that, uh, you know, putting sats at physical retail locations so we can lure customers inside, uh, you know, Bloomingdale's or a Starbucks or a gym or something, then, um, you know, as a self-serve platform, businesses will just uh, place the sats inside their stores. Smiles users will come, uh, grab the sats and maybe buy something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. And I imagine there's probably applications outside of retail too for getting, just getting people to gather. I imagine there's just, there's, there's people that would want to pay for that um, in some capacity, right? Like, you know, if I, if I have a sports event and, and there's no fans at the <laughs> stadium and I want to incentivize yeah. fans to show up, um, I imagine you could do some, something similar to that too, eh? For sure, yeah. We, we thought about that and we're working on that. Uh, but uh, maybe in the beginning, the first use case will be retail because uh, that's very clear. People want to shop physically as well. Uh, you know, try out jeans or buy a coffee. And um, so we will try to position sats uh, on a map and users will be able to walk towards their sats and uh, maybe grab a coupon inside the store, buy something, but the intersection here is very clear. 
and events uh, or any other big gatherings or even smaller gatherings. You can incentivize people just to appear in a place uh, with small amounts of Bitcoin. So are you guys going to be making a full kind of like AR push? Or is that just like using GPS, tracking where they are and sending stats to them? Yeah, so that's going to be um, further down on our roadmap for uh, later of 2022. But uh, so we've already done significant research into how we can um, position SATs and uh, in a, so we, we, inside Smiles, we call it Bitcoinverse already, uh, where you are basically in, you're, I mean, you're walking with Smiles and then you discover that you can earn some SATs if you're just uh, stopping by McDonald's or Starbucks. And uh, that's on our roadmap, but it is further down the road. So you, you have to stay tuned for that. That's fair. All right. um, okay. I want to chat a bit more about lightning specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we touched on this a couple of times, uh, cash app in the U S yesterday announced their lightning integration. Um, how important do you think that is to the lightning ecosystem? Like, do you think that in the next month or two, we're going to see this, like a, a new wave of users? I know a lot of companies saw, um, increased adoption when El Salvador came online. Do you think this has a similar effect? Because I, I think I was looking at online and I saw about 30, 36 million users of Cash App. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's going to be, the, they're all going to be kind of onboarded onto Lightning? Um, how important is this this milestone? Yeah. So in my view, it's going to be, you know, many moments like that. This is a very important moment, but uh, this is one of the many moments which will followed by other companies, which will be followed by other companies. So I think it will be, you know, a wave here and a wave there. And just because um, Cash App or you know Square rolled roll this out now um, doesn't mean that everybody is on board it instantly. So people will start to discover it, and uh, so which is great actually inside Cash App you can you know very easily buy uh, Bitcoin. And over time, you will see increased adoption. So first, people will look at it, and once they, you know, try it out for the first time, you will. So I think the growth growth curve won't be actually exponential immediately, but rather slow in the beginning, and then kind of go up, accelerate very quickly. So kind of like an S curve, right? Right. Interesting. Um, who do you think the next company will be? Because you <laughs> mentioned a few others. Um... So let's see, this is, this is also interesting. Um, I think because Twitter and uh, Square, just because of strong leadership has proven that, you know, Lightning can be easily uh, scaled to huge amounts of users. Obviously other social apps are looking at that, right? So you have uh, um, obviously Instagram, you know, Snapchat uh, and other players. And they're all obviously looking at, you know, how can they uh, make it very easy to send, you know, micro incentives or micro payments inside the app. And uh, I hope that's one of one of the big social apps. Uh, if Facebook would do it, I know they have their own uh, you know, crypto project inside. But uh, if, if they would enable Lightning, and uh, you know, this would be, in my opinion, huge. And uh, the more retailers will actually um, accept uh, Lightning or give Lightning Bitcoin Lightning rewards, maybe through Smiles, uh, then uh, that will also for sure, you know, help the adoption and make lightning scale to hundreds of millions of users. Yeah. You know, when you mentioned Snapchat, I could totally see them like crushing that AR component. Right. 
of you know just their AR tech is just seems to be light years ahead of everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and I could totally see them them doing that. I think that's my dark horse for uh, prediction of like who who the next major company will be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would, I would pick it's uh, also, Snapchat. It's also a younger community. So people are already, you know, used to Bitcoin and crypto. So if uh, Snapchat will do it, I, th I think it will be also transformational. 100%. All right. That's uh, hope, hoping for that in 2022. All right. <laughs> um, what, are your, uh, what are your favorite kind of lightning apps to use right now? Um, yeah, curious to hear your thoughts on that. Um, so, I mean, outside of Smiles, uh, um, yeah. So, you know, that's also interesting because I like to, uh, even my friends, uh, not, not everybody is on board Bitcoin. And even though you explain it to them, et cetera, so they're, they still think, uh, you know, it's, it's not a real, not a real thing or something. Uh, they read new, they read news where it says, you know, Bitcoin's going to crash, et cetera. So my, one of my, one of my favorite things is actually, uh, to show people how lightning works. So I just, uh, if, if they don't have a lightning wallet, I just open, take their phone and install, you know, blue wallet or vault of Satoshi, send them 20 months ads. Uh, all that takes one minute and usually like, what I'm a Bitcoiner now, you know, that's crazy. And, uh, so th that's been pretty fun. Um, then I, I recently tipped, um, a barber shop in Kiev in Ukraine, uh, with Bitcoin lightning and they're like, oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that's possible. Um, so. It, that's one of my favorite things to do to actually tip people um, or uh, with Bitcoin. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's been great uh, in terms of, um, so for me, the, the, the lightning wallets are kind of uh, the best entryway to, to show people how quickly and easily it is to actually use lightning. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm using personally too. What do you think? What do you think is in the larger lightning ecosystem? What do you think some of uh, the things that are holding it, us back are? Or what do we still need to solve for? What is not quite good enough for most people yet? Yeah. Uh, so I think, um, for example, we at Smile saw that pretty quickly because we just onboarded many first time Bitcoiners and for sure first time lightning users. Um, you know, there, we had to explain how to which lightning wallet to download how to show how how it uses um how it's how it connects to smiles etc so uh, one of the main things was um basically to make it simple to withdraw sats from smiles and uh, that's where we saw uh you know that's where we saw people actually you know in the beginning uh, didn't know what to do people outside of lightning and uh, so one of the things maybe there will be something like um you know unique usernames where people will be able to very simply like on Cash App, very simply send uh, sats to one user. Uh, and it might be even within the company. So we're actually, you know, Lightning is actually isn't touched, but it, it's, it stays on the company level. Um, that's one part. And the second part is sometimes it still feels too technical uh, because users, uh, you know, they hear uh, not your keys, not your Bitcoin, et cetera. So um, they have to there's the L and URL side, which isn't, uh, you know, you have to create an invoice, et cetera. So people actually have to learn how to do that stuff. And on the surface, it still looks a little bit technical. So for example, if you would try, or I would try to onboard, uh, you know, our grandparents or something that wouldn't be uh, such a smooth process. And I think once we make it as simple as, uh, um, you know, like, you know, you push a button and the other user receives ads, 
um, without showing all the technical stuff, uh, that will be important. Maybe that's uh, one of the things which uh, still is kind of holding, uh, holding Lightning a little bit back. Do you think, what do you think about Lightning addresses? Like, do you think that's something that could solve that issue? Um, like, for example, if I, if I had like Kevin at smilesbitcoin.com mm -hmm. and I can send and receive through that address and I can send it to, you know, Daniel at smilesbitcoin.com, right? Yeah. I can just move money through these Lightning address. Do you think that solves the problem you were just mentioning? It could be. So it could be, maybe there will be some one player which will aggregate uh, uh, everything under one username and manage all the technical stuff. So users will actually never come in contact with, uh, um, maybe they just connect everything to this one app and that app will manage uh, uh, all the different lightning wallets. And you just, if you want to send something, you send it to that username instead of a lightning address. And because it just looks nicer to the human eye, it's uh, your username, you're used to that. Um, people, yeah, for, so for people that's going to be pretty simple in my view. Yeah. Yeah. Abstracting it away and, mm. and getting rid of long invoices. I think no matter what is going to be a important step. Yeah. Um, I can barely keep track of invoices myself and, um, spending all day in the space. So right. can see how that that's a, an issue for users. Exactly. Um, okay. So let's wrap things up and, and chat a little bit about the roadmap for smiles mm -hmm. and what, what some of the things you're most excited about in the next six to 12 months are. Right. So the most important feature uh, for now will be, we will be rolling, rolling out the user to user challenges where you are competing with your friend on steps and sats, uh, who has earned more sats, who has uh, walked more steps. And that will increase, uh, you know, stickiness of the stickiness of our app. And we see that, uh, we think that users will actually really enjoy this feature. Um, I'm really excited about that feature. And further down the road, because I mean, I mentioned already the Bitcoinverse uh, we will be building, uh, where we will be placing physical sats at store locations. Um, so I'm also hyper excited for that. So all in all, I think it will be a very busy year for Smiles. Um, it's just that uh, we have to, you know, get back to building and uh, roll out feature by feature and see what our users say. Cool. Where can people find more about you? So on me, specifically, so on Twitter, it's at Dan Berzowski and uh, Berzowski is B-E-R-E-Z-O-V-S-K-Y. Um, for Smiles, it's at Smiles Bitcoin and SmilesBitcoin.com. Everywhere else on all social channels, it's Smiles Bitcoin. Awesome. Really enjoyed the conversation and uh, all the best for a big 2022. Can't wait to try out the, uh, the challenge feature. I think that'll be a cool one. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Welcome to the lightning round. This is your opportunity to send in your best questions, your best comments, anything you want to say on the show. Uh, if you want to suggest potential guests for future episodes, you can do that too, or you can send in some stats, just plain and simple. If you want to support the show, open up a lightning podcasting app, fire them off. Fountain's my favorite, but there are lots of them to use. Uh, this week we had a record number of comments come in. Uh, looks like we've got four comments in uh, first one comes in from Peter and Peter has 2022 predictions, which I asked for in the last show. Um, he's got three of them. Prediction number one, Jack Dorsey continues to impress us. He's off to a hot start so far because, uh, as some of you already know from this episode, Jack Dorsey and cash app have made a lightning integration, um, on cash app. I think it'd be really cool to see if they also integrate 
merchant payments, like in the next few weeks and months. Um, I don't see why not. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, but I agree. I think Jack Dorsey will continue to impress. He's also working on Bitcoin mining ASICs. Um, and now that he's got all this free time not working at Twitter, I think we will see a lot more of Jack Dorsey. Um, so that's a great prediction to start off. Uh, number two, several major banks dip their toes in. I think that could be, uh, I think we're about ready for that. I think with Bitcoin ETF still on the horizon, um, maybe this is the time for, for a bank to take the first step. We've had, we've had Mass Mutual um, take Bitcoin on their treasury. They're an insurer, but they kind of operate like a bank. They're very conservative in that sense. Uh, I, could see, I could see some banks buying Bitcoin holding on their balance sheet, um, maybe through a Bitcoin ETF if we get approval, maybe just spot Bitcoin. Who knows? But I like that prediction. Uh, number three is price breaks six figures. I also agree with that one. Um, I think it happens this year. I said that last year, but I think it happens this year too. Um, thank you for sending in the stats, Peter, and thank you for the questions or for the comment. Um, Mary Oscar sent in a comment he said test and sent in 110 sats mary oscar i received the test thank you for the sats um verberica said really nice episode i love bit refills product let's build the bitcoin and lightning economy thank you for sending in the comment and thank you for the sats uh bit refill is great and if anyone has not listened to episode 10 uh that i did with sergey kotler give that one a listen um they're building some really cool stuff especially in el salvador Bobby also sent in a message. He says, yo, testing. Sent in a couple sats. Bobby got the test. Thank you for the sats. And uh, I look forward to seeing all of your questions and comments for next week's show in the lightning round.